This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. All right, we're going to rock it out to uh, the Windy City, Chi-Town, for our next guest. He is one of the best insiders in the National Football League, the editor of Pro Football Weekly. Um, He also does sideline work for Westwood One. You can hear him there broadcast. And also, he's the NFL insider for our uh, station, in Chicago, the score, Hub Arkitz joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. How you hanging, Hub? I'm doing good, Jody. How are you? Good. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Um, I, I, let me start here. I really was taken aback by the results of the Washington Steelers game uh, a couple of days ago. I uh, thought that the Steelers would handle them, handle them well. I heard all the tweener game and an overlook game for the Steelers. I just didn't buy it. I thought the Steelers were on a roll, and I actually thought they could run the table for the season and go undefeated. Didn't know if I was going to pick them to win the Super Bowl, but I thought that they could win the rest of their schedule games, and Washington just flat out beat them. No luck, no bounces, no nothing else. Did I overrate the Steelers? Am I underrating Washington, or was it just one of those things? Well, Joey, I don't think you overrated uh, the Steelers. I think you probably underrated Washington a little bit. Uh, actually, uh, and I'm only telling you this because it was kind of fun, um, I picked Washington to win that game on the Pro Football nice. Weekly TV show. And my guys uh, had a lot of fun with me over that pick uh, until it came through. Now, I obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, but I, I miss a lot more than I get, so nobody's patting themselves on the back. I'm just saying... I thought it was a logical spot. Uh, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are clearly one of the two best teams in the NFL right now. I think they may be the best because they have much better balance between offense and defense than the Kansas City Chiefs do. But it's near impossible to go undefeated in the NFL. Over 16 weeks, something's going to happen. Some stuff's going to come up. They had just lost Bud Dupree the week before in the game against the Ravens, and that's a huge loss, even though they've had plenty of, plenty of pass rush. Uh, he and T.J. Watt are their two best. They had Marquise Pouncey uh, on the COVID list, and, and they were due. you know. And uh, I thought Mike Tomlin's reaction was what you'd expect. It was predictable. And, and honestly, I mean, I, I think Buffalo is very good, but I'm not sure, you know, that they should have been looking forward to, to Pittsburgh coming to town to face them after losing that game because they are really, really good. The other thing about Washington, people don't realize that, that defensive line, that's four first-round picks, and they are playing lights out. They're rushing the passer really as well or better as anybody in the league. Uh, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio have that defense flying, and Alex Smith may be the best story in the NFL this year. So, 
Um, I think they're at a big disadvantage because even though they're tied with the Giants, they've already lost both their games to the Giants. Now that either one of those teams is going to run the table. Um, but, you know, they're, they're legit. They're playing good football right now. They're not in the Steelers league. But on that given day, um, the Steelers were due and, and, and Washington was ready. The great narrative of Alex Smith aside, can he game manage your phrase that's probably overused in the NFL, but is accurate. We all know what it means. Can he game manage the Washington football team well enough uh, to get them past the Giants in that division and into the playoffs? You know, Jody, I, I think he could, but I think the loss of Antonio Gibson, their number one running back, is huge, and, and, and he may not be able to game manage now. They, they may have to go more to the passing game. Uh, I think Alex Smith can do anything you have to do on a football field. Uh, you know, I think he proved that with his time in Kansas City. Um, it was just time to move on once Patrick Mahomes got to town. Uh, the, the, the comeback is, is, of course, remarkable. Every time he gets hit, I cringe, and you worry about what's going to happen. But um, he, he's playing as if the, the leg is not an issue. And uh, he is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL when he's healthy, and he does appear to be healthy right now. We're talking to Hub Arcus here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, again, Jody learning from his mistakes. I actually thought New England could go to L.A. two weeks in a row and win games. They absolutely crushed the uh, uh, the formerly San Diego Chargers and then go back out again for the Rams. I thought they had an excellent chance to win that game, and they didn't. Rams were the much better team, and they have been for a couple of weeks running. I have never thought of them as the best team in the NFC this year. Packers, yes. Saints, yes. Seahawks, yes. Tampa, yes. Yet I've never given that accord to the Rams. Am I underselling them as well? I don't think so. I, I think they are one of the three or four best. Um, I expect them to win at least a playoff game, if not a couple. Um, but I don't trust that offense, and I don't really trust Jared Goff. Uh, I, you know, I think he's okay. There's your game manager. You know, and when you ask him to do more, uh, you're, you're probably asking for more than you're going to get, at least based on what we've seen at this still relatively young stage of his career. The defense is playing lights out. Brandon Staley, the new defensive coordinator, took over for Wade Phillips, the Vic Fangio protege, uh, is doing a great job. Um, but once you get past Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, they don't have quite the, the, the superstar lineup on defense that they had a couple of years ago when they went to a Super Bowl and took on the Patriots. Uh, as far as the Patriots, Belichick's the GOAT. There's no question about it. He's got no business being 6-7 and seven with that team, but that's how good a coach he is. When you look at the football team, there's just not much there. And, and to travel coast-to-coast coast and then have to take on the Rams who are waiting at home, um, I, I just I think that was too tough a spot for them. So uh, they're going to continue to win all the games they should and one or two that they shouldn't. Um, but I think that one may have knocked them out of the playoffs only because there are so many other teams uh, in the AFC still with a chance to, to, to finish with six or fewer losses. The Saints had the capability of uh, reactivating Drew Brees for practice yesterday. They didn't. They made it official today. He's staying on IR, so he's not going to play this week against Philly. We'll see about next week. Um, knew when he got injured that it could be anywhere from three weeks till multiple weeks, even stretching toward the end of the year. Who's going to be playing quarterback in the playoffs for the Saints? 
I expect they'll get Breeze back, Jody. They've still got four weeks left. I think they're being very cautious. They can afford to be. I'm still stunned that they're playing Taysom Hill out of Jameis Winston. I don't know if that says awful things about Jameis Winston uh, or scary things about the level of confidence that Sean Payton apparently has in Hill. Um, he doesn't look like an NFL quarterback to me. He, he looks like a great athlete. He's a great addition to the team. Um, but, you know, why would they have brought in Winston to let him sit on the bench and watch Taysom Hill? It's a bit of a mystery to me. Uh, but Breeze is going to be the guy. And, and, and that's the, one of the reasons that I don't think the Rams are the best team in the NFC. The only team I'm certain is better is right now I think New Orleans is the best team in the NFC. Again, I come back to that balance of offense and defense. You know, that defense was really struggling the first half of the year, and yet they were finding ways to win anyway. They were giving up huge plays, and they were just outscoring people. Um, but now, the last few weeks, that defense has really started to come on, and you know how potent that offense can be when they get Breeze back, and now that they've got Michael Thomas back, and that healthy Emmanuel Sanders. Of course, Alvin Kamara is still one of the best running backs in the game. Outstanding offensive and defensive lines. I, I think New Orleans is the most complete team in the NFC. Now, Without Breeze, I could see them easily losing a shootout to either the Packers, as they did earlier this year, or Seattle in the playoffs. But if they've got Breeze at quarterback with that defense, um, then I think they're the team to beat. That team you say that's team to beat got Philadelphia this weekend. Philly, a um, lot going down in that town. You know I do shows there as well. And the heat is on for a bunch of people. Uh, certainly the quarterback who was placed this week, Carson Wentz, the head coach, Doug Peterson, who didn't get enough out of him. And I think there should be equal heat on Howie Roseman, who might not have given uh, enough weapons to their quarterback to be able to win. How much turnover do you see in Philly? Do you think Jalen Hurts can come off the bench and save everybody's job except for maybe Carson Wentz? You know, Jody, it's interesting because I love Jalen Hurts coming out of school, but not as much as I loved Carson Wentz. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I didn't see this one coming. I, I guess you try anything when you're in a stretch like they are right now. Um, I'm not sure how much of Wentz's woes, if you will, are, are his fault and how much are the offense and, and the team they've put around him. I'm sure it's a combination of both. Uh, you know, one thing that you'll find is a common thread with a lot of these struggling teams that so much more was expected of them. Uh, I look at the, you know, the, the, the Eagles, the Bears, uh, uh, you know, probably the Texans, uh, um, even the Falcons, you know, earlier in the year, the way Quinn finished last year. They've all had injuries and troubles on the offensive line, and I think that's hurt Wentz a lot. Um, but I look at that receiving core, you know, and I, I don't know how Howie Roseman thought they were going to win with that group. Now, I know that the Alshon Jeffrey injury hurts a lot, um, but I, I just I, I don't know what to make of it right now. I still think Carson Wentz has to be your guy of the future. You can't unload that contract. So I, I, I guess you're trying change for change sake with Jalen Hurts uh, Sunday, but I'm not sure where it's going because with that contract, if Hurts takes the job, then you're stuck with a backup quarterback at $30 million or so a year you know, for at least a couple more years. So um, it's a real puzzle. Now, could Howie Roseman be in trouble? You know a lot more about this than I do, um, but I've always looked at, at, at Howie Roseman as basically Jeff Lurie's you know, uh, adopted son. You know, right. I, I just... I find it hard to believe that a couple of years, three years removed from the Super Bowl, 
then he's going to get the axe. Uh, and if he doesn't, then I think that Doug Peterson deserves the benefit of the doubt, at least for one more year, when you look at all that's gone wrong this year. Um, but if I'm right about that, Roseman better have the best offseason of his life, uh, you know, and get this thing turned before next year. That we can agree on. And yes, I believe the relationship between a general manager and the owner might be the thing that the general manager has most going for him at this time. But he may be charged with the job of trading Carson Wentz. You mentioned tough contract to trade. Eagles would take a 30 plus million dollar dead cap hit. But if they were cut him, it would be almost a 60 million dead cap hit. So they're not going to cut him. It's either trade him or bet if Jalen uh, Hurts comes in, plays well, and he looks like the guy you're going forward with, a backup quarterback at 30 million per. That does not usually bode well for any team. Would a team be willing to trade for Carson Wentz? The Eagles would have to pay a whole bunch of the signing bonus stuff. It'd come out to about, oh, 20-something a year. I think it is 24 a year. It's 4-98 and 98 going forward, the team that would acquire him. Will a team bite on that? And if so, what do you think the price would be? Would the Eagles get a pick, have to give a pick to get just get him off the roster? How would a deal for Carson Wentz work? Well, Jody, you know, there's always a coach or a GM who knows he's better than everybody else. And when you look at a prospect like Wentz, who has not been bad his whole time in Philadelphia, he was very good for a while. Yeah, I'm sure there's teams out there that would like to take a chance on him and try and resurrect his career. And if they believe he's going to be their franchise guy, the contract wouldn't bother them so much. The problem is that I don't see how the Eagles can take that dead cap hit next year with the kind of, with the salary cap coming down 20 million bucks, which it's going to be. I mean, it's, it's now projected at about 176 million. It'll be the first time in 11 years that the cap has gone down at all. It's going to go down the maximum 10% that was negotiated with the Players Association uh, as part of everything they put together with the, the COVID plan to play this season. And every team in the league is going to have salary cap issues. So for the Eagles to unload, you know, once under any circumstances and have to carry a $30 million dead cap hit, that makes their cap $149 million that they have to spend on players on the team. That's $50 million less than it was last year. <laughs> you know? and so I, I don't know how you do that. I, I, I think that even if Hertz is the guy, they're still less cap strangled by carrying Wentz as the backup for one more season before they try and deal him. And you wait another year, the contract becomes more palatable to somebody else, but now he's also further away from being a franchise quarterback. So they, they are really between a rock and a hard place with this, with this uh, situation right now. We're talking to our buddy Hub Arkish from Pro Football Weekly, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let me hit you with a bunch of uh, uh, potential award questions how much of a difference is Coach Stefanski making this year in Cleveland? Should he be a leading candidate for Coach of the Year in your estimation? You know, I think that he certainly is worthy of consideration. He's done an outstanding job, Jody. Uh, you know, if the coach is going to take the blame when teams come apart, they should get the credit when something like this happens. That said, I still, I, I believe in the Browns a lot more today than I did one week ago today. The win over Same Tennessee here. last Sunday was impressive. Yep. Uh, prior to that, the only quality win they had was Indianapolis. Everybody else they beat up on is the Little Sisters of the Poor. And even last Sunday, it was that incredible first half, and, and Tennessee still can't. I know a lot of it in garbage time, but they still got back within a touchdown. So I, I don't, I, I will not, I've got to vote, and, and I, I haven't decided on most of this yet. 
But with all the outstanding coaching performances around the league, I can't say Stefanski is the coach of the year. He won't get my vote. Um, but I do think he deserves a ton of credit for what he's done. Now, you know, we've got three or four more weeks. Uh, if they can get another big win or two, they got Baltimore and Pittsburgh. You know, right. they got smoked, but they got smoked by both of them. If they turn around and beat those two teams, then it's a whole different story. Then, then Stefanski, I think, is worthy of legit consideration. But let's see what happens this weekend. Um, Baltimore's not playing very well right now. Lamar Jackson's not playing very well, or at least not throwing the ball very well. But my, my gut still tells me that they're, they're just a, a, a more real team than Cleveland. And if they go out and beat them and beat them fairly easily again, I think then mine and apparently your impression of Cleveland may be accurate that they're, they're, you know, better, but, but not good yet. We see that pretty much exactly the same. See if we see this one the same. I'm, uh, as you uh, correctly pointed out about Coach of the Year, same thing for any of these awards that we're talking about. Four weeks can make a big difference in Rookie of the Year, but I absolutely know who I have as leader in the clubhouse right now. How about you? Well, um, you know, I, I would think that the, the Jefferson kid in Minnesota uh, you know, has to get some really serious consideration. He's having an outstanding season. Um, I got to be honest, I haven't thought that much about this one okay. yet. I'm trying to quickly go over rookies in my mind. Um, uh, there are some great defensive. I mean, I, I don't know if we're picking one or offensive and defensive. Devin White in Tampa has had a huge impact on that team. Um, there, there are some really good rookie performances. I just haven't stopped and boiled it down okay, yet. Okay, I'll, I'll um, give you the I'll give you the guy I'm thinking, and uh, usually it's a quarterback's award, like way too many of these awards. And mm-hmm. Herbert is putting up big numbers, but I think Chase Claypool is having an unbelievable season for the Steelers. He's a touchdown machine as a second round draft pick. Steelers have been doing this forever, and at some point we'll all catch up and go. Damn, they know how to pick wide receivers after the first round because they've been great at it. But I, I think he's the best rookie in the NFL. I, I can't argue your point, Jody. I wouldn't even try. Now I, I got a, I don't have it in front of me, but. I'm guessing Jefferson may have a little better numbers, not the touchdowns necessarily, but a little more production. Um, I love Justin Herbert, and I don't think you can ignore Joe Burrow. I mean, it's not his fault. He got his knee torn up. I mean, this kid was the real deal. You can't give him the award for playing what, in essence, is going to be, you know, half a season. Um, but but there's going to be some great candidates. That, I, I I thought you were going MVP because that's the one everybody loves talking about. That's, I'm going there next. Well, then go okay. ahead. It's a two-horse race. Which horse has got his nose in front right now? I don't know that it's a two-horse race. I'm curious really? who the two horses are. Yeah. <laughs> All well, right. I, give, I, me, I, give me third and fourth. If it's not Rodgers and Mahomes, who else you got in the race right now? Derrick Henry. <sighs> And they, they did a good enough, the Browns did a good enough job. Well, they actually outscored Tennessee more than anything else last week. So uh, I think losing to the Browns this week kind of compromises chance. It doesn't throw him completely out of the race, but uh, he's got a lot of links to now remake up after last week. Well, and, and a lot of this is, is, is voting theory, too. You know, the award is most valuable player. You can be the most valuable guy to a 500 team or even a losing team. It's a lot harder. You don't get the credit you get for being the most valuable guy to a winning team. But then I look at how much of that team's production do you make up. So I hear you on Mahomes and Rodgers. I think they are the favorites. They should be the favorites. Russell Wilson was right there until a few weeks ago. Uh, hasn't played as dominantly uh, lately. But, but I think Derrick Henry has to be at least considered. Maybe he's third. I don't know. 
Um, uh, but you know, those are those are the three guys I'm looking at right now. Fair enough. Uh, and one last team I want to get your feel on. I've lost touch with the Ravens, and I know it's so difficult to handicap a team that's got as many COVID-19 issues as they have, and I'm a big Harbaugh fan. I think he's a very good game day coach, and I just think he's a good coach, period, of uh, motivating men and keeping his team focused and like. They've had a uh, trickier time than a lot of teams. I won't say the toughest, but trickier than a bunch. What do you, uh, and I know it's, again, difficult to do because of COVID, but what do you think the Ravens will turn out to be this year? Super Bowl contenders or a team that watches their season pass them by? Yeah, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders, Jody, because I'm not convinced you can win playoff games with Lamar Jackson the way he throws the football right now. Um, he, I, 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 I'm one of the AP voters. I voted for him for MVP last year. He was the MVP. He had an incredible year. But when I look at that football team, uh, they caught some folks by surprise early. They got on a roll. Momentum does a lot for these teams. But I think that in in two different games uh, over the course of the end of last year and this year, Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel have given everybody the the roadmap as to how you scheme and defend to stop that offense. And if you force Lamar Jackson to try and beat you with his arm, odds are he's not going to be able to do it. Now, he's got the ability. He's got the skill. He's got the smarts. He's got all that. He's just not an NFL passer yet, you know. And I don't know if that's because they've allowed him to, to, you know, rely on his legs too much. Um, if he's maybe just not picking it up as quickly, he may be one of those guys who, who never, you know, gets a sense for reading the field and becomes that guy who, who knows the play and sees it has it slowed down for him. But it hasn't happened yet. And, and so, and, and I'm not sure that their defense is as good as it was playing earlier in the year. They've got some great athletes. There's no question about that. Uh, and of course, they're banged up at running back right now, too. Although, you know, Gus Edwards is pretty dependable, but with Ingram and Dobbins banged up, um, there, there's a lot working against them. So, uh, I, I think they're closer to the team they've been this year than the one they were last year. They are a playoff team, uh, but I think they're going to struggle to win in the playoffs. Uh, great stuff as always. Appreciate it. Whenever you hop aboard, you lend credence and uh, insight whenever we get you up. Thanks for hopping on with us tonight. We'll talk again uh, soon enough, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Jody. Take care. That is... Stay safe out there. Yes, uh, you do the same. Hub Arkish, editor of Pro Football Weekly, uh, sideline reporter for Westwood One, and also our NFL insider on our friendly station, The Score, out there in Chicago, as good as it comes when it comes to inside the NFL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.